You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 181. Talk about TikTok for business with Megan Culkin. Megan Culkin is the owner of Magnolia Creative, a planning and design company that serves both the North Carolina and Virginia markets. When Megan is not designing event spaces, she spends her time offering consulting for wedding businesses, discovering foodie haunts in her new hometown of Richmond, Virginia, and trying to get her dogs to cooperate for TikTok videos. Megan is here today to talk about some of the myths and give us a ton of tricks and mindset shifts to get us into utilizing TikTok for business and frankly, for pleasure as well. As someone who is newly obsessed with TikTok and unashamedly enjoying the ride, I invite you to put down your biases or put down your uh, another social media platform for a couple of minutes and listen to what Megan has to say. Friends, go grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your phone and your TikTok app, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And this week, I am joined by the lovely and talented Megan Culkin. Megan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited you're here. We're going to talk about TikTok today. Anyone who listens to the show knows I have referenced in the uh, in the last like six months, like there's like a constant undercurrent of like, so I was on TikTok and I saw this mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> I am a champion TikTok lurker. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm sure so many people listening are. Absolutely. That's that's definitely where I started. Um so I, I see those people and I totally get it because I was there too. <laughs> How did you make the transition from lurker to creator? Yeah. So um, I was a lurker for a while. And then in during COVID, kind of in that first like six weeks where it was like so many people fled to Clubhouse, I kind of did the opposite. I was I was a lurker on Clubhouse, but then I was figuring out how I could create content on TikTok because it had just kind of been one of those things that I was like, I can't wrap my head around that. I am busy doing weddings. And then yeah. karma kind of bit me in the ass and I was like, well, I'm not really doing <laughs> weddings. So I right. guess I can figure right. this out. Um, and you know, so, the other kind of thing was couples were on TikTok. And so I was like, if I could speak to them, that might lead to more business when it's, when we have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I will say, like, first of all, RIP Clubhouse. I mean, it still exists, but no one no yeah. one from the wedding industry is really on there anymore. Um, I don't even think I have that app on my phone anymore, which is hilarious because I spent hours on Clubhouse yeah. during the pandemic. But I think it's interesting that you say that the couples, you know, you saw the couples on TikTok because we certainly weren't seeing them on Clubhouse. But that didn't deter many of us from just wasting our, not wasting our days, but we were having a lot of great conversations business to business. But there yeah. was almost no business to client interaction on Clubhouse. And you are so smart for seeing that for exactly what it was and being like, mm, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the thing about the thing that is scary and intimidating about TikTok, I will say is that it can so easy, easily become this mob mentality, you know, and particularly when we were in the height of cancellations, it was all of these brides 
and grooms who were like, my wedding was canceled and, and I hate wedding industry people. And they were all just talking to each other about how terrible this was. And there was not a lot of people from our industry who were kind of diverting that conversation. Yeah. So that was really kind of where I started of just like, that is a great point. I am a little bit biased on the other side of it. Like, let's chat about it. Um, so that's kind of where I started was just the conversation side of it. And then I worried about all of the, the content later. Yeah, that's so smart, though, because I mean, quite honestly, if you go to TikTok right now and you want to type in anyone's name plus hate, like something will come up like last yes. night, like this is going to hilariously last night I was, you know, TikTok, the algorithm sort of, they think they're giving you what you need in a way, like mm -hmm. every other social media platform, but TikTok has a way of kind of serving you things. And I'm like, did I ever search or mention this out loud? Are you in my brain? But it showed yes. me a TikTok from a creator that was saying like, now I know a lot of you hate Brene Brown. And I was like, Wait, oh my who gosh. hates Brene Brown? <laughs> Brene Brown has haters? She's an academic. She's a... What? Like, yeah. I had to go look. At, I was like, who hates Brene Brown? Yeah, there's a ton of people who don't... I mean, you can... Any name plus the word hate, it's on TikTok. Right. Like, they're and everywhere. You find it. Exactly. 100%. So you got to have a little bit of a tough skin, you're saying. Maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Well, okay. and literally, people feel because there are so many lurkers right there are all of these people who just have username and a bunch of numbers behind it so they have this sense of confidence that they can say whatever they're going to say and you know i mean i posted a tiktok this morning we had a couple that got married earlier in the month and the bride is deaf so we really were highlighting all of the things and the details that um were taken into consideration to make sure that the whole in day the whole wedding day was totally inclusive of this bride and just some of those concessions that we take advantage of right immediately i had people who were commenting being like why wouldn't it be inclusive it's her wedding day obviously it's going to be inclusive of her wedding day i'm like you're missing the point people like you're <laughs> missing you just drove educational tool for on. others you know like this yeah. is not this is not yeah. it, you know, like, but you just have to post with a deep, taking a deep breath, right? Of like, here we go. There's got to be someone <laughs> Yeah, in the same way that, you know, McDonald's has the caution hot on their coffee cups, you know, someone yes. is going to show their ass and it's just like, oh, okay, here we are. So. Yeah, I think TikTok is a place where it's safe to say in a, this is a broad statement, right? But like, create your content, put it out there, and maybe don't engage with the comments as much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe not for the comments. Because like, I even see some people in comments, sometimes getting taken down for something that's so benign, yes. something that's nothing. And sometimes if I'm in a mood, I'll go in and be like, you guys are over, like, I'll try to get in there and like, you know, neutralize conversations. Like, what am I yeah. doing with my one precious life? No, I'm getting out of these comments. So, okay, walk me through a little bit about your mindset in, I know you said you, you started creating content based on this feedback from pandemic clients, but then once, you know, once we were out of that deep, dark period of cancellations, did you go in with a strategy to create your content or are you just sort of reacting to what you heard? Like, what was your thought process back then? Yeah, so I have a strategy that is based on diverse content so the way that the tiktok algorithm is different than instagram is like you know you do not have to have this perfectly curated feed of all weddings all day long right and which was lovely especially since 
I was not creating weddings at the time. But it's so much more about people wanting to know who who the person is behind the business or, you know, who these, what is a day in the life kind of look like for you? And so um, I started with this baseline of education and then I layered on top of that, like behind the scenes looks at a wedding day and some of those things that I was already actively capturing on a wedding day, maybe for an Instagram story, you know? And so instead of posting a, a photo, I'm also going to take a quick video on that wedding day. And now there's a six second video of a cake cutting. Boom. I've got a TikTok ready to go, you know? Um, and I kind of would layer in that as trending dances are becoming popular and people are like using a Miley Cyrus song over and over and over again. I'm not going to get up and do a dance, you know, but I can still use that audio and pair it with whatever, you know, video I'm going to use that week. And it still becomes relevant to people because they're hearing this song everywhere. The creators of the algorithm are still pushing out and promoting that content without me getting up and shaking my butt. Right. Yes. So just to touch on something you said that I want to make sure everyone understood. You took a six second video of a cake cutting and made a TikTok out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do that all day long on a wedding day. Like anything, I basically expanded my Instagram stories was kind of my initial approach on a wedding day. So if I was ever going to do like a before and after of a reception space or a photo of the bride walking down the aisle with her parents or the cake cutting or the first dance, I would take that photo still for Instagram and then I would just toggle over on my camera or on my phone and, and take a quick video. And those in the same way that people on Instagram are engaging and they want to see those things, you know, people on TikTok were, were loving that. And we're just like, especially anytime there's a detail that's a little bit unique, right? So someone who added their dogs as their cake topper or, you know, like um, doing a, one of those cat tosses instead of a bouquet <laughs> toss yes. where then they're going to yes. adopt a cat afterwards, right? Any of those moments that are like, this is a little bit different. Maybe it's a little bit trendy, but I can capture it in this quick video. And then more and more people are are coming back and seeing that, you know, because they've maybe seen yeah. engaged couples who are talking about the things they did differently. And those brides are not filming their wedding day. We're filming their wedding day, you know, right. like, right. so we're kind of getting that, that after of the before and after for them. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, to talk about the, the brevity of some of these TikToks, because as someone who, like, like I said, lurks a lot, you know, I think when you're when you're from the Instagram mindset, right, uh, my at least my I'll speak for myself, my mindset coming from an Instagram uh, focused sort of narrative is like, tell the whole story, get as much video as you can. You know what I mean? Like for the stories, mm -hmm. sometimes for a story for a wedding day, we're doing 10 stories or 12, 20 stories even. But for yeah. TikTok, if you post a six second video, even, I mean, I, I don't know if you did like a green screen or a voiceover, but people will watch it multiple times to figure out what they're watching. Absolutely. So, and Absolutely. that's a weird, tricky thing that I didn't understand at first. Yep. It's, and it's so interesting, like you get more plays on TikTok. They push out your video more for 
based on the amount of seconds people stay on your page. So if it is a little bit mysterious or if it is a, what did I just watch? You know, like I always say bouquet toss fails are an automatic win. Automatically, if they're like, wait, what just happened? You know, did the bouquet hit the chandelier or did the bridesmaid totally trip and fall? They're gonna sit there for a minute and watch it again. And if it's That's funny really or, you know, engaging, they're going to turn to their significant other on the couch who's also watching TikTok probably and being like, hey, check this out. You know, so it automatically is getting someone to just continue that rotation for you. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love when a new platform comes along. I mean, it's not new. It's been around for years now. But when the wedding industry finally decides to, like, take something seriously, you know, yeah. there's so much nuance that I think scares people. But for me, I also think there's a lot of power in this nuance, right? There is a lot, it is very empowering to know that I don't need to create 32, you know, minute long videos just to have something to post on TikTok. Like that's not the way it is. Absolutely. Well, and so the other thing that I do is I will take videos that seem somewhat mundane or like not that impressive on a wedding day and just kind of put it in a folder for later. Because maybe in the moment that idea has not struck me, but if a sound becomes trending or you then get an idea for, hey, I want to do a voiceover and explain to people why we offer this service. Or, you know, for me, I just posted the other day a video of me detailing a wedding table because I'm an OCD planner who will walk by a crooked fork and straighten it, you know, a hundred times a day. And <laughs> <Me> so <laughs> that in the grand scheme of things was not the most impressive point of the day. And yet that video got, you know, 3,800 views and like seven shares and, you know, all of these things of people being like, oh my gosh, I feel seen or wow, I didn't know that I wasn't the only person who did something like this, you know, like, so, yeah, yeah. and that was not the big takeaway from the wedding day. That was just something that I was like, oh, well, I'm doing this. Maybe I should capture it. And later an idea might come to me and I'll want this content. So smart. That's so, so, so smart. How do you, what do you think about repurposing Instagram content to TikTok? Yeah. So, um, I absolutely think that you can go TikTok to Instagram or Instagram to TikTok for some things. Um, in the same way, and I expand that to include Pinterest and Facebook as well, um, each platform kind of has a different targeted audience, and those audiences are definitely used to seeing different things. So like, I like to batch all of my content and maybe save it on one platform. I'm primarily on TikTok, so that's where I would utilize it. But when I see something that I'm like, you know, I really have a lot more wedding vendor friends on Instagram and I have a lot more client facing followers on TikTok. Maybe something like that detailing table is going to go serve me a lot better on Instagram, you know, so I save it and I repost it and I do it that way in the same way, like any kind of quote unquote hack, I think works really well on Pinterest where it's like streamlining your wedding day timeline or things like yes. that, those always do really well because your brides are there searching for ideas and they're overwhelmed and that's the headspace they're in. So when they see your content answering their problem, they automatically feed into the narrative. Yeah, I'm curious how you organize your 
um, like backend, like when you said you, you know, you took that little snippet, do you have different folders on your phone or do you save it to a Dropbox? I know these are things that people are thinking that they don't want, they don't know who to ask. Totally. Um, a combination, we do a combination. So I have on my phone videos and photos that are sorted in multiple different ways. So I've got ones that are like, these are the four venues that we're at all the time. So I like to showcase those on Instagram more. Uh, because those couples are looking at Instagram and seeing us there, right? Um, planning their weddings. I will have just a running list, like a note on my phone of any kind of generic ideas that I come up with. Or if I hear a sound and I'm like, I know that I need to use this song and I just need to figure out how I'm going to do it. And then, you know, I have multiple planners on my team. So I'm obviously not at every wedding. But right. we have a shared Dropbox folder that they will upload all of the videos that they took on a wedding day. So it's all in one place. So there's content that I can pull from, from every wedding that we do. So, so I can just go through that and be like, oh, wow, this is great. Like the before and after of this tent setup, fantastic. Like they did such a great job. And maybe I'll do a voiceover that's explaining all of the work that they put into it, you know, like, cause I wasn't yeah. there. So I, I speak to it a little bit differently in those scenarios. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the additional stuff that I think people might be um, afraid of on TikTok, like the voiceovers, the green screen, the transitions, the editing, how did Absolutely. you learn all of that? I mean, I I'll tell you for me, I'm still, I'm obviously still very much learning it, but for me, it's like, if I'm like, okay, well, what does that button do? I just kind of Google it. And like, someone's made uh -huh. a tutorial about something. Yeah, so I feel absolutely. like that's probably a cheater way to do it. But how did you learn? No, so I did a combination of that. A lot of these larger creators, they also have YouTube channels and they will put like a behind the scenes or a how to on how to, you know, do some of these big trending things. The other thing is there are tons and tons of social media managers that are now on TikTok and their sole goal is to educate, you know, and so they will say, follow these sounds, post something this week. If you are this kind of creator, here's a couple of ideas for you. If you're this kind of a business, here's a couple of ideas for you. Um, the other thing that has gained popularity recently, which is so easy to do, is that um, app CapCut. So you see a yeah, lot Yeah, talk about CapCut. I see people yeah. using it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, so it is so easy. Um, so if you ever see a thing that comes up like the um nicholas cage justin timberlake one has been so popular recently where it's like nicholas cage is like giving like a sarcastic shady face and then justin timberlake's like yes smiling gleefully over his shoulder um yes. in the bottom of those videos down where you would see like a username it'll always say cap cut like that if that's where it directly came from and that's a link so you can click it and it auto generates that audio and the um, memes or whatever video is being shared. And it takes all of that information out and brings you directly into the app. And then all you have to do, it literally shows you if it's like you need a six second video or something. If you go in to upload a video, it will not allow you to upload any of your videos that aren't long enough for. Oh, that's genius. That's foolproof. It's literally foolproof. It generally only accepts one, maybe two photos or videos. So it does 90% of the work for you. 
literally all you have to do is upload your own video into it and then um it is the app i think is originally from germany or something so the text that will be in the video is in another language so you would just click on the text and like backspace it so that there's no text on there oh how funny <laughs> and that's it that's and then it just automatically when you go to save it it says do you want to save it to your device or do you want to go back to tiktok it'll bring you right back to tiktok and then you can add text if you want to that's now in your native language upload it from there or save it in your drafts and upload it later so it's very easy they try to make it as easy as possible for you to be able to stay on trend with everything else that's happening on on the platform i love it that's such a good thing to know i i kind of feel like i'm 90 years old where i'm like i don't know what it was like click on it renee click on the yep. link like hello I know that at this point in our conversation, I know that some of my listeners that are still with us are like, mm, I don't think I can have another app in my life. And I don't know about TikTok and like, is it worth it? Has it been worth it for you, Megan? Um, so I will say absolutely, both in the fact that it led to larger revenue in our company, but then also just the relationships that I built. So last year alone, we had six couples who we ended up booking who found us on either TikTok or Instagram. And they were, whether it was, hey, we saw you did a behind the scenes venue tour at this venue. I'm getting married at this venue. Great to see that you already know the space. Are you available on my date? Like they were that guided in their approach or wow, you know, my little brother has Down syndrome and I saw that you did a wedding that the groom's brother had Down syndrome. So you're going to have some experience working with the the capabilities and the dynamics of our family. Can we talk more? You know, so they're seeing it's this kind of living portfolio where they're seeing the ins and outs of what you're going through and what you're doing to make these days a success. And they're saying, man, I didn't think about that sign me up. The other side of that is venues who've reached out or catering companies who've reached out and said, wow, this is awesome to see how organized you are when figuring out plated dinner for 350 people. We want to work with planners like this. Let's set up a call. And it's not yeah. me being like, can I do a style shoot at your venue? And can you put me <laughs> on your list? It's right, them being right. like, you are doing part of what makes our job easier and we're yes. seeing that and yes. we want to know how we can work with you. You know, it's so interesting to hear you say that because I know a lot of times when I get into casual conversations with, you know, fellow wedding pros about TikTok, they sort of say like, well, I'm not going to be an influencer. So it's not like I'm going to get promotional deals and whatever from it. Like as if that's the only way to make money from TikTok. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you dove into that a little bit because it really is about visibility. It's about, you know, other other venues, other other professionals wanting to work with you because you're bringing something extra to the table. And I'll tell you this. Um, so TikTok, <laughs> I think TikTok thinks that I'm still in New York City and I'm still a musical theater actress because that's basically uh -huh. what it serves me. Like all I'm yeah. seeing is like my friends going to auditions. So I'm like, hey guys. Yeah. Um, but there is a Broadway creator. Her name is Amber Artelino. I have no yes. idea if she's, an, she's okay, wonderful. you know who she is. Yes. She's she's right now in Funny Girl, the musical, which mm -hmm. has been, you know, a lot of drama surrounding the show. Not going to get into that. But the point is, she herself is a bit of a TikTok celeb for people listening who don't know her. She's actually, her content is fabulous. You should go look her up. But yeah. 
she recently announced that she's leaving Funny Girl, right? And she's mm-hmm. in the chorus of Funny Girl. She's an ensemble player. She's not even an understudy for one of the lead roles. She's literally ensemble. And yeah. granted, she's been on Broadway for a lot of shows. She's done a lot of shows in the ensemble. Well, recently she's been hinting that she's leaving. And everyone is speculating, where do you think she's going? Where do you think she's going? And all I keep thinking of is whatever show cast her is getting built-in social media promotion. So it's 100%. probably going to be not, and she won't be in the ensemble for long. She's going to, she's probably, we speculate that she's going to Back to the Future in a lead role. Yeah. The point here is people know when they hire her that they're also getting. That they the, get that. Her, 100%. Yes. 100%. Yes. And that's well, the and same for us. It could be the same for us. Absolutely. So there is a, it's funny that you, you use that example because there is a venue group that is, their overarching brand is a brewery. And, um, you know, I have a market in Virginia as well as North Carolina. And in Virginia, they reached out to me because I had gone to a NACE meeting and their events manager was there. I gave her my contact information. She looked me up on TikTok. She started following us on TikTok. And before she met with me, she had just texted me like a week or so later to be like, hey, do you want to grab coffee? Sure. Great. I was in the headspace. I'm like, they're going to ask me to do a photo shoot or, you know, something like that. And I was prepared to do it. I was totally fine. I sat down with her and she said, so initially I was going to ask you to do a photo shoot, but I've been watching your stuff on TikTok and I actually brought it to our board of directors and we want your team to handle all of the event planning for all three of our venues because she followed me on TikTok. And I was like, amazing. Okay. Yeah, sure. And But to your point, like they are huge about social media promotion and they were like, we want to work with people who have their own audiences, who have a presence, who, you know, they're not going to, we want our events to be updated on social media. And so we can't work with someone who has no experience doing that, you know, if if that's something that we need to integrate. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. And so it just dropped into our lap. Literally, I thought we were going to be asked to do something for free. And instead, she was like, how about we maybe change your entire business model? And I was like, oh, or that. That's fine, too. So that's amazing. it's, you know, the opportunity is there. And it is so I think one of the largest questions I get asked is like, you know, I'm not going I'm never going to have 500,000 followers. I'm like, I don't have 500,000 followers. I have 31,000 followers. And of those 31,000 followers, we've gained you know, I would easily say $80,000 in revenue from that, you know? So like that is something that is, the proof is in the pudding, right? And um, you're doing so much of this work already and it's not making the same ROI in on yeah. other platforms. So just like share it one other place and see what kind of traction you can get out of it. How much consistency did you have to have to get that following and get this sort of buy-in to your content? Yeah. So um, I I will generally post three times a day. I do not post the same times. I do not post like, oh, I'm going to do one thing from my real life, one thing from weddings and one thing. No, I just, I post three times a day. Most of that is batched from previous weddings or behind the scenes of, I mean, probably once every two weeks, I post a video of me typing on my laptop and I'm probably drinking a beer or maybe drinking a cup of coffee. And there's something to the effect of, 
this job's too hard to not, you know, like have <laughs> yeah. cups of coffee a day, whatever. Like, yeah. it's not, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. You know, it's those pe- different people are always seeing your content. And so, you know, it's just a matter of the fact that they're used to seeing you and they're used to, um, it doesn't really matter how you're showing up. It just matters that you are showing up. Right. So how did you, were you like someone who was like naturally like comfortable in front of the camera or are you someone who has a background in public speaking or anything? Like how did you get comfortable with showing? Yeah. So I have a theater background. Um, so I'm definitely very comfortable in that kind of avenue. You know, some of the things that were more out of character for me were showing up on my camera without makeup on, or, you know, I'm like, I'm working from home today. I'm in pajamas. I should probably not shoot content. And people on TikTok don't care. They don't care. They literally are like, you're in your bathrobe. Great. Cool. Amazing. Sounds good. You know, like they just don't care. Um, it, they just want to hear from you. And I think, I mean, I will post videos of my dogs every once in a while, or if I have like a great crock pot recipe, but my, my caption is always going to be something to the effect of like when you work 16 hour days as a wedding professional you need to make things easier on yourself whenever you can this is the recipe that is a go-to for me you know like and maybe it sees maybe wedding pros see it but also maybe just someone who works night shift sees it or someone who you know like so it expands the reach in that way but it also ties back to what I do. Right. Well, and you just never know who is going to be a client or get, or bring you a client. You really don't know. Absolutely. We like to keep our focus so narrow. It's like we have to target couples, but that isn't really true. I mean, 99% of our business and my wedding planning business comes from referrals from past clients and a, you know, and a, a few venues. So it's like, I want someone to see me again and to go, Oh yeah, I loved them. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me, you know, let me connect them. And that's kind of, I can sort of trace our referrals back to those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe not TikTok, but just like putting myself out there, um, you know, with my face because people like to see, we like to see people's faces, whether they have makeup on or not. And God bless the filters because you can always just throw like a mild filter on there and be like, okay, that's a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I also want to talk a little bit about batching content. Um, and, you know, full disclosure, like we, this week that I'm talking to Megan, we are in launch week for the membership. So I spent yesterday, yesterday was a content creation day. So I recorded like six videos for the, for the membership. And then I did, uh, I think five reels. Now I did the reels knowing like for Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I also am probably going to repurpose them to TikTok. And yep. I have to say it was, it was like one of, I've done this a couple of times. These like, I go get my hair done. I do my own makeup. I like pick the outfits. I like do a content day. Yep. And it was really nice. It was really nice to just keep singularly focused on creating content. Um, thankfully, no one was home. So I wasn't, I didn't have any of that like secondhand embarrassment of like, okay, I'm going to sure. talk to the camera now. And I felt very proud of myself after it was over to be like, okay, I did the thing. Because I think sometimes we get in our own way because we think, like you said, it has to be perfect. It has to be whatever. For me, I just have to feel confident. And if that's putting on a little lipstick, then sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's certainly not a full glam situation. No, definitely. Definitely. And I think that like the other thing is that can be overwhelming is if you feel like the only way to batch this content is to be 
on camera 100% of the time. You know, like when when we get galleries back, I can batch content from those things, whether it's now I have these professional photos and I'm going to pull out all of the details of this wedding that made our March 4th brides day more accessible to anyone who is deaf or hard of hearing, right? Like now I have this professional content that is showcasing now. It can be a slideshow. It doesn't have to be a video, you know? So whether that be, these are all photos of weddings where our couples included their dogs and it just becomes this, how are ways that you can integrate your animal into your wedding day, you know? And and so those kind of things can just, open up your headspace too and then if i know we were talking before about how like you maybe don't want to spend all of your time responding to comments but if you ever have a comment that is a question or something that's not just completely asinine you know you can always respond to that comment in a video and be like this is actually a really great question um so and so is asking how you handle the taking care of the dog after the ceremony, you know, like, and this is a resource we've used or we've seen this before. And in 30 seconds, you've got another video and you've answered someone's question. And so they feel like you actually care um, and that you're showing up for them. Yeah. And that's a feature you can only do on TikTok, not Reels. Correct. Yeah. Love it. I want to ask you about something we did we didn't discuss ahead of time. So if you don't want to talk about it, we can <laughs> we can cut this part out. But no, I because I follow you on TikTok and I, you know, uh-huh. I did a deep dive into your content a couple of weeks ago. And you recently, or maybe not recently, but recently to me, uh started talking about something personal in your life that happened, a ba- a breakup you went through. Yeah. Um, is that okay to talk about and just like oh, your yeah, thought process totally. on like including that versus not including that as a wedding pro? Because I know so many bro- wedding pros have this um, I think, you know sort of unfair perception that we have to be happily partnered in order to do this job, which is frankly bullshit, you know? So can you talk us through that a little? Absolutely. So um, I did that very intentionally. Um, I went through a very, a very traumatic divorce before COVID. um, And I was not on TikTok and I was in the headspace of, I can't show up for anyone. I'm so like, wading through day to day, but my couples can't know that. And I can't possibly share anything real. And I can't be the wedding planner who's divorced. And it was just kind of this very overwhelming feeling, right? Of like, I don't really have anything bright and fuzzy to share. I don't want to post. I don't want to talk about my life, whatever. Well, flash forward, four years, and I'm now just getting out of this three-year relationship that was not traumatizing, but also very different. Like we cohabitated, we were co-parenting his his kids, you know, so there was a huge life change. And I just was at this impasse that I was like, in the same way that, you know, a therapist will tell you to like, write it on a piece of paper and then burn it. Like, you just have to let it go. You have to address the elephant in the room and then just be like, hey, so maybe you're not going to see my face all the time. Or like in my situation, I was moving out of downtown Richmond and back in with my mom while I get ready to buy a house. So I was like, you're going to see me in my childhood bedroom and I'm not going to just not be able to talk about it. You know, like, so it takes the unknown power away when you're able to just say, hey, I'm a real person and maybe I cannot 
email you back at eight o'clock in the morning or at 11 o'clock at night. And when they, couples inherently don't see us as normal human beings, I feel like, you know, COVID showed us that, our day-to-day lives show us that. But anytime you can be like, hey, just a reminder, I am human, I'm doing my best, and I'm showing up for you at all of the capacity I'm able to do so, I think it it relieves a lot of the pressure we put on ourselves more so than anything else. Um, but it is that reminder for them as well. Yeah, I am grateful that you shared that because I know, I mean, that circumstance in every wedding pro's life, like anyone I know that that's happened to has had the same feeling. Like I can't be a divorced wedding planner. I can't, you know, I can't show my messy, you know, my messy side, the soft underbelly. But if anything, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's you're right. They don't really still, even now, even after all of this, really consider us as full humans. And we have to own that, you know, if we want to be seen in that way. And yes, it is vulnerable. But have you gotten any negative feedback about it? I mean, that you care about, Um, not from the trolls. No, um, not at all. And, you know, in fact, it was so lovely to see just like, because after I'd had such a struggle with sharing anything about my life four and a half years ago when I was going through my divorce, this time I had past couples who were like texting me and the the brides were like, I just want you to know that my husband is so upset and he wants you to know and we want you to know that like we just love you and think that you're wonderful. Oh. And, you know, and there was just this like so sweet. lovely camaraderie of one, man, I have we are really attracting the right people, you know, like who genuinely have like bought into who we are and like this kind of familial aspect of they did not just check us off on the wedding day and say, we're never checking in with her again, you know? Um, But also just the strength in numbers of like your, your fellow wedding pros who are just like, Hey, you know, I know things kind of suck right now. So if you want to, grab a drink or go co-work together and get out of the house. Like I'm down to do that. And they wouldn't have known to kind of reach out in that way. Otherwise. Yeah, that's really true. I'm imagining that. Um, well, I actually don't imagine this. Someone actually said this to me a couple months ago and I didn't really have a great answer for them. So I'm curious what your answer is. Um, I was talking to someone about content creation and they said, you know what, Renee, I just don't think my life or my business is that interesting and I don't have anything new to say. What do you think about that new, something new on TikTok? I mean, I don't think you have to be new on TikTok. Do you? No, I don't think you have to be new. And the other thing is, you know, just because something is completely saturated on your For You page, that is not necessarily the case for so many other people people see things at different times and at different magnitudes that you do. Um, You know, I will be in the other room listening to my mom scroll through TikTok and she owns a dance studio. And so the things that she hears are totally different than the things that I hear day to day in a wedding world. Right. And like, if she goes to share something with me, oftentimes I'm like, wow, I've seen that 500 times, you know, like, thank you, but I appreciate that. <laughs> but like, that's my, my entire life, you know, but all of that to say, like, we, just because it is in our central focus, that does not mean that it is in someone else's. And so even if you saw a creator that is always on your for you page and is always sharing stuff like this, 
you have a different audience. And so you have the opportunity to, you know, if it's their original thought, absolutely credit them, but say, I just wanted to kind of expound on this, or I thought about something else, you know, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. So much of the platform is repeating each other, you know, it's doing yeah. the same dance, it's listening to yeah. the same song. So lean into it and kind of own it. I know you mentioned earlier, like trending audio as far as songs go. What about like the lip sync to like a phrase, like that whole thing that goes around? Is it worth it for wedding pros to jump on those trends? Or do you think it's kind of played out? No, I think it is if you get in early enough. The, in the same way that like if you go and, you know, you click on an audio to use it and it already has like half a million views, I don't think it's worth it. Um, because then you become another like drop of water in the ocean whereas if you are on something that is really you see how you can use it in your in your niche you see that like a lot of people in your industry are maybe using this sound and you click on it and you, or you follow this trend and it's got like 20,000 views i think it is something you can absolutely say yep i'm doing this um, yeah. I mean, so much of my my fear and paralysis when I started was there weren't people like us in the industry who were showing up. Or if they were, it was like they were just showing their families. You know, they were just right. they were not showing their work. And I was like, if I could take this trend and make it about my work, then it's kind of bridging the gap. Right. I think that's part of the. Um... The mindset shift, right, is that you have to start thinking like a content, like a creative content person and think yep. like, how can I flip this? How can I massage it into what I need? If if you do want to do the trending noises, I mean, you can just record yourself talking to camera. That's a TikTok. It's done. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be so crazily um, next level. You don't need the transitions. You don't need anything nope. super exciting. You literally can just talk to camera like, like you would do thing, on a story. It just becomes a TikTok. The other thing that is really a friend of mine um, does offers this advice all the time. Um, her name's Kendall. She's a photographer and her TikTok is mainly like a lifestyle um, blog. Her name's Kendall Mariah. She always recommends use the most trending sound on TikTok and just remove the audio because then you can record and film whatever you're going to record, but the algorithm still will push out your content because you're using that sound. So they're rewarding you for utilizing it, even if you muted it. Oh, it's a trick. I like it. Yep. So. Oh, wow. I did not even think about that. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to ask you, though, now that you mentioned your friend who is a photographer but doing lifestyle stuff, what if someone wants to do wants to do a variety of things on their TikTok? Like, what if they're a wedding pro who wants to talk about makeup or something i don't know something yeah. really pop what would be really popular home home design on tiktok yeah do you think definitely. that's a good strategy or do you think that's too far removed no i think you can always it, it's always beneficial to show that you're multifaceted to show that you're a unique human being and also like how many times have people's business models changed from the point that they first opened their business into what they offer now you know what I mean? Like, so 
Yes. You are, if you are able to show that you are involved in different things and you're doing different things, that's, that's only going to help you later. You know, when I first started, I had an online bakery and I went to pastry school. My dad is a chef. I like did large scale catering events for years and years and years. And then I got too busy with my weddings. And so there's this whole subset of people who have no idea that I do that. And during COVID, I was not doing weddings. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll start doing decorated cookies and cakes and, you know, like things like that again. And so there were so many people that that's all they saw of me. And we're like, then when I started doing weddings again, they were like, oh, wow, we've just been following you because you make cookies. And I'm like, yeah, well, (laughs) here we are. That's that's awesome. And you didn't see those people drop off, right? Because everyone's really just innately curious about each other, I think. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh. I love it. So what would you say to the folks who are out there listening to us and they're like, okay, fine, I'm convinced, TikTok, I'll give it a try. What should, how should they start? What's the easiest way in? What do you think? I absolutely say start with like a brain dump first, just a list of of ideas, anything that make you unique in the industry, anything that makes you an expert in the industry, anything that is just inherently something you want to share, even if it was just wow, this beautiful event that I, that I designed, I want the world to see this. Start there and then also do yourself a service while you're creeping on people's TikToks. If there's a sound that you like or a really beautiful song, start saving them because that calls your library that when you go to open the app, you're not starting from nothing. You have a list of ideas you have a list of audios, and then you can just start kind of piecing them together from there. I love that advice. I also have two, two things I want to mention before we finish our TikTok discussion is one, um, please always use captions. Yes. <laughs> so many people have their phones on silent all the time, myself included. If there's not a caption, I will scroll past. If I can't yeah. read it, I will scroll past. And also there are people who are differently abled, people who learn in different ways, neurospicy. We need captions, folks. And then the second thing I want to say is be be okay, be careful of using digital blackface, which is only pulling sounds from black creators mm-hmm. and mouthing and if you're not a black person, mouthing those words because that is also something we really shouldn't be doing. And I see so I see some wedding creatives doing it and I really wanted to just say that publicly, like, it's not okay. Stop doing it. (laughs) Um, The other thing that I'll say about captions is if you go to do your batch your content and then save them in drafts, your captions won't save most of the time. So that is something that you would want to go back in and do before you post it. You know, so if I pulled a video from two weeks ago of me talking in my kitchen and I thought I already had the captions on there, a lot of the time they don't save. So just kind of do it again just to be safe before you post it, just to make sure that you are being that inclusive yeah. space. Yeah, love that. I actually had that happen to me on a on Instagram, on a reel. I was like, I went to post it and I was like, oh, wait, what? Yep. Everything I saved is gone. And that's mm-hmm. okay. It took like a couple of seconds. It didn't like ruin my whole day. <laughs> totally. Megan, where can folks find you on TikTok and the internet? Yeah, so... Um, me- MagnoliaCollective.co is my TikTok. Um, we're Magnolia Collective on Instagram and Pinterest. And then we also, our website is I Do Magnolia. So like I do as in your wedding vows and Magnolia like the flower. Um, and we're Lovely. offering 
coaching for um, people in all different walks. So whether there's someone who's like, I started and I got discouraged, or if you're like, I just downloaded the app and I don't even have a username yet, uh, we're doing like one-on-one -on -one coaching for, for those kind of creators as well to make sure that everyone can kind of learn and grow together. That is fantastic. We need someone who's doing one-on-one -on -one coaching in this space because like you said, it is powerful. It can make you money. It can get, honestly, it can build your confidence. It really can. Definitely. Um, and it's something that you have to learn by doing. You cannot learn by listening to this podcast and going like, okay, I'll try it one day. Like you have to get into action to see results. Absolutely. Mm, Megan, thank you so much for this conversation. I could talk to you for a whole other hour about this, but I know <laughs> people have like lives and children to get back to. Um, friends, if you want to follow me on TikTok, I am um, the Renee Dallow. Someone already took Renee Dallow. I'm not sure what happened there. So I am the Renee Dallow. I have a whopping 33 followers. So I'm I'd like to get more. <laughs> you are one of them. I'd like to get more followers. And then maybe I'll just stop lurking on Taylor Swift videos and actually post more. Um, <laughs> my algorithm is so bizarre. It's like Broadway people, Taylor Swift concert videos, all the luxury purses, all the luxury makeup, so many makeup, so many makeup and skincare. And then like a whole subsection of like women in their forties talking about menopause. It's, it's a wild place, my TikTok. <laughs> it is truly wild. I'm here for it. Oh, I love here it. For it. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We know the time is the one thing you cannot make any more of. And so we're always so grateful that you have spent it with us. We will see you friends on TikTok. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.